Chapter Twelve of Just So Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tim Bulkley of BigBible.org. Just So Stories by Rudyard Kipling. Chapter Twelve, The Taboo Tale. The most important thing about Tegumai Bopsuli and his dear daughter Tafimai Metalumai was the taboos of Tegumai, which were all Bopsuli. Listen and attend and remember, O oh best beloved, because we know about taboos, you and I. When Tafimai Metalumai, but you can still call her Taffy, went out into the woods hunting with Tegumai, she never kept still. She kept very unstill. She danced among the dead leaves, she did. She snapped dry branches off she did she slid down banks and pits she did quarries and pits of sand she did she splashed through swamps and bogs she did and she made a horrible noise so all the animals that they hunted squirrels beavers otters badgers and deer and the rabbits knew when taffy and her daddy were coming and ran away then taffy said i'm awfully sorry daddy dear then tegumai said What's the use of being sorry? The squirrels have gone, and the beavers have dived, the deer have jumped, and the rabbits are deep in their burries. You ought to be beaten, O daughter of Tegumai, and I would too if I didn't happen to love you. Just then he saw a squirrel kinking and prinking round the trunk of an ash tree, and he said, Shh! There's a lunch, Taffy, if you'll only keep quiet. Taffy said, Where? Where? Show me! Show! She said it in a raspy, graspy whisper that would have frightened a steam-cow, and she skittered about in the bracken, being a sightable child, and the squirrel flicked his tail and went off in large, free, loopy-leps to about the middle of Sussex, before he ever stopped. Tegumai was severely angry. He stood quite still, making up his mind whether it would be better to boil Taffy, or skin Taffy, or tattoo Taffy, or cut her hair or sent her to bed for one night without being kissed. And, while he was thinking, the head chief of the tribe of Tegumai came through the woods, all in his eagle feathers. He was the head chief of the high and the low and the middle medicine for the whole tribe of Tegumai, and he and Taffy were rather friends. He said to Tegumai, What is the matter, O chiefest of Bopsuli? You look angry. I am angry, said Tegumai, and he told the head chief all about Taffy's very unstillness in the woods, and about the way she frightened the game, and about her falling into swamps because she would look behind her when she ran, and about her falling out of trees because she wouldn't take good hold on both sides of her, and about her getting her legs all greeny with duckweed from ponds and places, and bringing it sploshing into the cave. The head chief shook his head till the eagle feathers and the little shells on his forehead rattled. Then he said, Well, well, I'll see about it later. I wanted to talk to you, O Tegumai, on serious business. Talk away, O head chief, said Tegumai, and they both sat down politely. Observe and take notice, O Tegumai, said the head chief. The tribe of Tegumai have been fishing the Wagai River for ever so long, and ever so much too much. Consequence is that there's hardly any carp of any size left in it, and even the little carps are going away. 
Quite so, O Tegomai, said the head chief. What do you think of putting the big tribal taboo on it, so as to stop everyone from fishing there for six months? That's a good plan, O head chief, said Tegomai. But what will the consequences be if any of our people break the taboo? Consequence will be, O Tegomai, said the head chief, that we will make them understand it with sticks and stinging nettles and daubs of mud, and if that doesn't teach them, we'll draw fine freehand tribal patterns on their backs with the cutty edges of mussel shells. Come along with me, O Tegomai, and we will proclaim the tribal taboo on the Wagai River. Then they went up to the head chief's head house, where all the tribal magic of Tegumai belonged, and they brought out the big tribal taboo pole made of wood, with the image of the tribal beaver of Tegumai and all the other animals carved on top, and all the tribal taboo marks carved underneath. Then they called up the tribe of Tegumai, with the big tribal horn that roars and blaws, and the middle tribal couch that squeaks and squawks, and the little tribal drum that taps and raps. They made a lovely noise, and Taffy was allowed to beat the little tribal drum, because she was rather friends with the head chief. When all the tribe had come together in front of the head chief's house, the head chief stood up and said and sang, O oh, tribe of Tegumai, the Wagai River has been fished too much, and the carp-fish are getting frightened. Nobody must fish in the Wagai River for six months. It is taboo, both sides and the middle, on all islands and mud-banks. It is taboo to bring a fishing-spear nearer than ten man-strides to the bank of the river. It is taboo, it is taboo, it is most specially taboo, O tribe of Tegumai. It is taboo for this month, and next 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 month. Now, go and put up the taboo-pole by the river, and don't let anybody pretend that they haven't understood. Then the tribe of Tegumai shouted, and put up the taboo-pole by the banks of the Wagai River, and swiftly they ran down both banks, half the tribe on one side and half on the other, and chased away all the small boys who hadn't attended the meeting because they were looking for crayfish in the river. And then they all praised the head chief and Tegumai Bopsuli. Tegumai went home after this, but Taffy stayed with the head chief, because they were rather friends. She was very much surprised. She had never seen a taboo put on anything before, and she said to the head chief, What does taboo mean exactly? The head chief said, Taboo doesn't mean anything till you break it, O oh, only daughter of Tegumai. But when you break it, it means sticks and sting nettles, and fine freehand tribal patterns drawn on your back with the cutty edges of mussel shells. Then Taffy said, Could I have a taboo of my own, a little small taboo to play with? Then the head chief said, I'll give you a little taboo of your own, just because you made up that picture writing, which will one day grow into the ABC. You remember how Taffy and Tegumai made up the alphabet? That was why she and the head chief were rather friends. He took off one of his magic necklaces, he had twenty-two of them, and it was made of bits of pink coral, and he said, If you put this necklace on anything that belongs to you, your own self, no one can touch that thing until you take the necklace off. It will only work inside your own cave, and if you have left anything of yours lying about where you shouldn't, the taboo won't work till you have put that thing back in its proper place. 
thank you very much indeed said taffy now what do you truly suppose it will do to my daddy i'm not quite sure said the head chief he may throw himself down on the floor and shout or he may have cramps or he may just flop or he may take three sorrowful steps and say sorrowful words and then you can pull his hair three times if you like and what will it do to my mummy said taffy there aren't any taboos on people's mummies said the head chief why not said taffy because if there were taboos on people's mummies people's mummies could put taboos on breakfasts and dinners and teas and that would be bad for the tribe long and long ago the tribe decided not to have any taboos on people's mummies anywhere for anything well said taffy do you know if my daddy has any taboos of his own that will work on me supposing i broke a taboo by accident you don't mean to say said the head chief that your daddy has never put any taboos on you yet no said taffy he only says don't and gets angry ah i suppose he thought you were a kiddie said the head chief now if you show him that you've a real taboo of your own i shouldn't be surprised if he put several real taboos on you thank you said taffy but i have a little garden of my very own outside the cave and if you don't mind i should like you to make this taboo necklace work so that if i hang it up on the wild roses in front of the garden and people go inside they won't be able to come out till they've said they are sorry oh certainly certainly said the head chief of course you can taboo your very own garden thank you said taffy and now i'll go home and see if this taboo truly works when she got back to the cave it was nearly time for dinner and when she came to the door teshumai to windrow her dear mummy instead of saying where have you been taffy said oh daughter of tegumai come in and eat same as if she'd been a grown-up person that was because she saw a taboo necklace on taffy's neck her daddy was sitting in front of the fire waiting for dinner and he said the very same thing and taffy felt most important she looked all round the cave to see that her own things her private mendy bag of otter skin with the shark's teeth and the bone needles and the dear sinew thread her mud shoes of birch bark her spear and her throwing stick and her lunch basket were all in their proper places and then she slipped off her taboo necklace quite quickly and hung it over the handle of the little wooden water bucket that she used to draw water with then her mummy said to tegumai her daddy quite accidental oh tegumai won't you get us some fresh drinking water for dinner certainly said tegumai and he jumped up and lifted taffy's bucket with the taboo necklace on it next minute he fell down flat on the floor and shouted then curled himself up and rolled round the cave then he stood up and flopped several times my dear said teshumai to windrow it looks to me as if you had rather broken somebody's taboo somehow does it hurt horribly said tegumai then he took three sorrowful steps and put his head on one side and shouted i broke taboo i broke taboo i broke taboo taffy dear that must be your taboo said teshumai to windrow you better pull his hair three times or he will have to go on shouting till evening and you know what daddy is like once he begins tegumai stooped down and taffy pulled his hair three times and he wiped his face and said my tribal word 
That's a dreadful strong taboo of yours, Taffy. Where did you get it from? The head chief gave it to me. He told me you'd have cramps and flops if you broke it, said Taffy. He was quite right. But he didn't tell you anything about sign taboos, did he? No, said Taffy. He said that if I showed you I had a real taboo of my own, you'd most likely put some real taboos on me. Quite right, my only daughter, dear, said Tigermite. I'll give you some taboos that will simply amaze you. Stinging nettle taboos, sign taboos, black and white taboos, dozens of taboos. Now, attend to me. Do you know what this means? Tegomite skiffled his forefinger in the air, snaky fashion. That's taboo on wriggling when you're eating your dinner. It is an important taboo, and if you break it you'll have cramps, same as I did or else I'll have to tattoo you all over." Taffy sat quite still through dinner, and then Tegumai held up his right hand in front of him, the fingers close together. That's the still taboo, Taffy. Whenever I do that you must stop as you are, whatever you're doing. If you're sewing you must stop with the needle halfway through the deerskin. If you're walking you stop on one foot. If you're climbing you stop on one branch. You don't move again until you see me go like this. Tegumai put up his right hand and waved it in front of his face two or three times. That's the sign for carry on. You can go on with whatever you're doing when you see me make that. Aren't there any necklaces for that taboo? said Taffy. Yes, there's a red and black necklace, of course. But how can I come tramping through the fern to give you a still taboo necklace every time I see a deer or a rabbit and want you to be quiet? said Tegumai. I thought you were a better hunter than that. Why, I might have to shoot an arrow over your head the minute after I had put a still taboo on you. But how would I know what you were shooting at? said Taffy. Watch my hand, said Tegumai. You know the three little jumps a deer gives before he starts to run off like this? He looped his forefinger three times in the air, and Taffy nodded. When you see me do that, you'll know we've found a deer. A little jiggle of the forefinger means a rabbit. Yes, rabbits run like that, said Taffy, and jiggled her forefinger the same way. Squirrels a long climbing up twist in the air, like this. Same as squirrels, kinking round trees, I see, said Taffy. Otters a long, smooth, straight wave in the air, like this. Same as otters swimming in a pool, I see, said Taffy. And beavers, just as if I was smacking somebody with my open hand. Same as beavers' tails smacking on the water when they're frightened. I see. Those aren't taboos. They're just signs to show you what I'm hunting. The still taboo is the thing you must watch, because it's a big taboo. I can put the still taboo on too, said Teshumai to Windrow, who was sewing deerskins together. I can put it on you, Taffy, when you get too rowdy going to bed. What happens if I break it? said Taffy. You can't break a taboo except by accident. But suppose I did, said Taffy. You'd lose your own taboo necklace. You'd have to take it back to the head chief, and you'd just be called Taffy again, and not daughter of Tegumai. Or perhaps we'd change your name to Tabumai Scalumzulai, the bad thing who can't keep a taboo. And very likely you wouldn't be kissed for a day and night. Um, said Taffy, I don't think taboos are fun at all. Well, take your taboo necklace back to the head chief and say you want to be a kiddie again, 
Oh, only daughter of Tegumai, said her daddy. Oh, no, said Taffy. Uh, tell me more about taboos. Can't I have some more of my own, my very own, strong taboos that give people tribal fits? No, said her daddy. You aren't old enough to be allowed to give people tribal fits. That pink necklace will do quite well for you. Then tell me more about taboos, said Taffy. But I'm sleepy, daughter dear. I'll just put taboo on any one talking to me till the sun gets behind that hill, and we'll go out in the evening and see if we can catch rabbits. Ask Mummy about the other taboos. It's a great comfort that you're a taboo girl, because now I shan't have to tell you anything more than once. Taffy talked quietly to her Mummy, till the sun was in the right position. Then she waked Tegumai, and they got all their hunting things ready, and went out into the woods. But just as she passed her little garden outside the cave, Taffy took off her taboo necklace and hung it on a rose-bush. Her garden border was only marked with white stones, but she called the rose the real gate into it, and all the tribe knew it. "'Who do you suppose you'll catch?' said Tegumai. "'Wait and see till we come back,' said Taffy. The head chief said that anyone who breaks that taboo will have to stay in my garden till I let him out. They went along through the woods and crossed the Wagai River on a fallen tree, and they climbed up to the top of a big bare hill, where there were plenty of rabbits in the fern. Remember, you're a taboo girl now, said Tegumai, when Taffy began to skitter about and ask questions instead of hunting for rabbits and he made the still taboo sign, and Taffy stopped as if she had been turned into solid stone. She was stooping to tie up a shoestring, and she stayed still with her hand on the string. We know that kind of taboo, don't we, best beloved? Only she looked hard at her daddy, which you always must do when the still taboo is on. Presently, when he had walked a long way off, he turned round, and made the carry-on sign. So she walked forward quietly through the bracken, always looking at her daddy, and a rabbit jumped up in front of her. She was just going to throw her stick when she saw Tegumai make the still taboo sign, and she stopped with her mouth half open and her throwing stick in her hand. The rabbit ran towards Tegumai, and Tegumai caught it. Then he came across the fern and kissed her and said, That's what I call a superior girl, daughter. It's some pleasure to hump with you now, Taffy. A little while afterwards, a rabbit jumped up where Tegumai could not see it, but Taffy could, and she knew it was coming towards her if Tegumai did not frighten it. So she held up her hand, made the rabbit sign, so he would know that she wasn't in fun, and then she put the still taboo on her own daddy. She did, indeed she did, best beloved. Tegumai stopped, with one foot half lifted to climb over an old tree trunk. The rabbit ran past Taffy, and Taffy killed it with her throwing stick but she was so excited that she forgot to take off the still taboo for quite two minutes. And all that time Tegumai stood on one leg, not daring to put his other foot down. Then he came and kissed her, and threw her up in the air, and put her on his shoulder and danced, and said, My tribal word and testimony! This is what I call having a daughter that is a daughter, oh, only daughter of Tegumai! And Taffy was most tremendously and wonder-hugely pleased. It was almost dark when they went home. They had five rabbits and two squirrels, as well as a water-rat. 
Taffy wanted the water rat's skin for a shell purse. People had to kill water rats in those days because they couldn't buy purses. But we know that water rats are just as much taboo these particular days, for you and me, as anything else that is alive. I think I've kept you out a little too late, said Tegumai, when they were near home, and Mummy won't be pleased with us. Run home, Taffy. You can see the cave fire from here. Taffy ran along, and that very minute Tegumai heard something crackle in the bushes, and a big, lean, grey wolf jumped out and began to trot quietly after Taffy. Now, all the Tegumai people hated wolves and killed them whenever they could, and Tegumai had never seen one so close to his cave before. He hurried after Taffy, but the wolf heard him and jumped back into the bushes. Those wolves were afraid of grown-ups, but they used to try to catch the children of the tribe. Taffy was swinging the water rat and singing to herself. Her daddy had taken off all taboos, so she didn't notice anything. There was a little meadow close to the cave, and by the mouth of the cave Taffy saw a tall man standing in her rose garden. But it was too dark to make out properly. I do believe my taboo necklace has truly caught somebody, she said, and she was still running up to look when she heard her daddy say, Still, Taffy, still taboo till I take it off. She stopped where she was, the water rat in one hand and the throwing stick in the other only turning her head towards her daddy to be ready for the carry-on sign. It was the longest still taboo she had had put on her all that day. Tegumai had stepped back close to the wood, and was holding his stone throwing hatchet in one hand, and with the other he was making the still taboo sign. Then she thought she saw something black creeping sideways at her across the grass. It came nearer and nearer. Then it moved back a little, and then it crawled closer. Then she heard her daddy's stone-throwing hatchet whirr past her shoulder, just like a partridge, and at the same time another hatchet whirled out from the rose-garden, and there was a howl, and a big grey wolf lay kicking on the grass, quite dead. Then Tegumai picked her up, and kissed her seven times, and said, My tribal word and testimony, Taffy, but you are a daughter to be proud of. Did you know what it was? I'm not sure, said Taffy, but I think I guessed it was a wolf. I knew you wouldn't let it hurt me. Good girl, said Tegumai, and he stooped over the wolf and picked up both hatchets. Why, here's the head chief's hatchet, he said, and he held up the head chief's magic throwing hatchet with the big greenstone head. Yes, said the head chief from inside Taffy's rose garden, and I'd be very much obliged if you would bring it back to me. I came to call on you this afternoon, and accidentally I stepped into Taffy's garden before I saw her taboo necklace on the rose-tree. So, of course, I had to wait till Taffy came back to let me out." Then the head-chief, all in his feathers and shells, took the three sorrowful steps, with his head on one side, and said, I broke taboo, I broke taboo, I broke taboo, and bowed solemnly and statelily before Taffy till his tall eagle-feathers nearly touched the ground, and he said and sang, O oh, daughter of Tegumai, I saw everything that happened. You are a true taboo girl. I am very pleased at you. At first I wasn't pleased, because I had to wait in your garden since six o'clock, and I know you only put taboo on your garden for fun. No, not fun, said Taffy. I truly wanted to see if my taboo would catch anybody. 
but I didn't know that a little taboo like mine would work on a big head chief like you, O oh head chief. I told you it worked. I gave it to you myself, said the head chief. Of course it would work, but I don't mind. I want to tell you, Taffy, my dear, that I wouldn't have minded staying in your garden from twelve o'clock instead of only six o'clock to see how beautifully you kept that last still taboo that your daddy put on you. I give you my chiefly word, Taffy, that a great many men in the tribe wouldn't have kept that taboo as you kept it, with that wolf crawling up to you across the grass. What are you going to do with the wolf skin, O head chief? said Tegumai, because any animal that the head chief threw his hatchet at belonged to the head chief by the tribal custom of Tegumai. I'm going to give it to Taffy, of course, for a winter cloak. I'll make her a magic necklace of her very own out of the teeth and claws, said the head chief, and I'm going to have the story of Taffy and the still taboo painted on wood on the tribal taboo count, so that all the girl daughters of the tribe can see and know and remember and understand. Then all three went into the cave, and Teshumai to Windrow gave them a most beautiful supper, and the head chief took off his eagle-head feathers and all his necklaces, and when it was time for Taffy to go to bed in her own little cave, Tegumai and the head chief came in to say good-night, and they romped all round the cave, and dragged Taffy over the floor on a deerskin, same as some people are dragged about on a hearth-rug, and they finished by throwing the otter-skin cushions about, and knocking down a lot of old spears and fishing-rods that were hung on the walls. At last things grew so rowdy that Teshumai to Windrow came in and said, STILL! STILL taboo on every one of you! How do you expect that child to go to sleep? And they said the really good night, and Taffy went to sleep. After that what happened? Oh, Taffy learned all the taboos, just like some people we know. She learned the white shark taboo, which made her eat up her dinner instead of playing with it, and that goes with a green and white necklace, you know. She learned the grown-up taboo, which prevented her from talking when Neolithic ladies came to call, and, you know, a blue and white necklace goes with that. She learned the owl taboo, which prevented her staring at strangers, and a black and blue necklace goes with that. She learned the open-hand taboo, and we know a white necklace goes with that, which prevented her snapping and snarling when people borrowed things that belonged to her and she learned five other taboos. But the chief thing she learned, and the one that she never broke, not even by accident, was the still taboo. That was why she was taken everywhere that her daddy went. Pictures described by the author 1. This is a picture of the tribal totem pole after it was put up on the banks of the Wagai River. That fat thing at the top is the tribal beaver of the tribe of Tegumai. It is carved from lime wood, and though you can't see the nails, it is nailed onto the rest of the pole, which is all in one piece. Below the beaver are four birds two ducks, one of them looking at an egg, a sparrow bird, and a bird whose name I don't know. Below them is a rabbit. Below the rabbit is a weasel. Below the weasel, a fox or dog, I'm not quite sure which, and below the dog, two fishes. On the other side of the pole is an otter, a badger, a bison, and a wild horse. The rope that steadies the pole is looped round next to the fishes. This shows that the taboo is a fish taboo, 
if the head chief wanted to taboo the tribe killing rabbits or duck he would have put the rope next to the rabbit or the duck carving and so on with the other animals and birds the two black figures below the rope are meant for the bad man who didn't keep taboo and so grew all knobbly and uncomfy and the good man who kept taboo and grew fat and round they are painted on the pole with a paint made from oak apples and pounded up pieces of iron at the very bottom of the pole but there was not room to put it in the picture are six copper rings to show that the taboo was to last for six months you will see that there is nobody at all in the woods and hills behind that is because the taboo is a strong taboo and nobody would break it Two. This is the picture that the head chief made of Taffy keeping the still taboo. It is done in the head chiefly style of the tribe of Tegumai, and it is full of taboo meanings and signs. The wolf is lying under what is meant to be a taboo tree. He is made squarely because that was the head chiefly way of drawing. All that wavy curly stuff underneath him is the taboo way of drawing grass, and below the grass is a thing like a piece of stone wall which is the taboo way of drawing earth taffy is always drawn in outline quite white you will see her over to the right keeping the still taboo very hard i do not know why they did not draw the water rat that she was carrying but i think it was because it wouldn't look pretty in the picture tegomai is standing over at the left throwing his hatchet at the wolf he is dressed in a cloak embroidered with the sacred beaver of the tribe all turned into a pattern to show that he belonged to the tribe of Tegumai. He has a quiver with two arrows and a bow stuck into it to show that he is hunting. He is making the still taboo sign with his left hand. Up above in the right hand corner you will see the head chief standing in Taffy's garden throwing his axe at the wolf. It is not a portrait of the head chief but a sort of picture writing of all the head chief there was. The square cap and the feathers behind show that it is a head chief, and the sacred beaver drawn on the edge of his cloak shows that he is the head chief of the Tegumais. There is no face, because the face of a head chief does not matter. The double-headed beaver right in the middle of Taffy's garden shows that there is a taboo on the garden, which is why the head chief couldn't get out. The black door on the left is supposed to be the door into Taffy's cave, and those step things behind are hills and rocks drawn in the taboo way. The curly things under the eight roses in pots are the taboo way of drawing short grass and turf. This is a picture that really ought to be coloured, because half the meaning is lost without the colours. End of Taboo Tale by Rudyard Kipling Read by Tim Bulkley of BigBible.org